0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of Kittlehood, where we talk movies, video games, and whatever else you want to talk about. As always, I'm hosted by, uh, no, I'm joined by my co host, my little brother Rory. Hi, I'm Rory. That's a great start. I missed my name. My name's Jamie. <laughs> and for the first time ever, we've got a co host. He's going to be in and out of this podcast. This is Cam. What up, co host?
1: All right. What's happening? <laughs> Good.
0: Really five accent there. Super, super five, <laughs> five accent. And I am talking through my nose. You got some out. news? <laughs> you always come in hot with news. I got no new news. He's, He's got, got no, no news. Don't put on under too much pressure. Don't can not Cam, are you gonna dip in and out of this, or are you gonna sit in? I'm gonna dip in and out of. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: I've got responsibilities to do tonight, so I'm gonna be dipping in and out.
0: You're an adult. Oh well. I'll try and
1: I'll try and edit out those mic drops. As I'm well. sitting. I'm sitting down. For the lo- <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting
0: down for the long run. I've got a beer. I've got some Fredo faces. Got some beers and some got squashes. Got some squashes. Rory, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Jimmy? Uh, good. I've had a good week. I've been running a lot. You're going running in the morning for a Why? change. Uh, I'm trying out this whole thing called fitness. <laughs> <laughs> it's about being healthy and okay. being better to yourself. Cool. Yeah, yeah it's working out well, well so far. I hope I hope you stick with it. I've rewarded myself with a giant bag of Fredo faces, which I've finished. Oh my God, we there just go. bought yep. those. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> what have you been up to? I have just been coasting through this week. Oh. I'm on holiday now. One of those weeks. Yeah. Where are you going? I am flying off to Spain on Sunday morning. Why are you going on holiday? I'm going on a surfing trip, dude. Cool. You're so cool. Mabru. Hello, Mabru. Going surfing, eh? Are you going to South Africa? Yeah, bru No. I'm going to Somo in Spain, which is North Spain. So where's the South African West. accent come from? Uh, m- like I guess the trip no leader. Place. Okay. All right. Just get I your guess. facts right. Okay. You're I've been to Spain. South Africa. I'm well-traveled. <laughs> so that's okay. a thing. Sure you are. Anyway. Anyway, top content so far. Top content, really good podcast. Cam's in the background, really unimpressed. This is the first time we've had a guest on the show, yep. and he's really. Disappointed Can you tell in we're nervous? So far.
1: <laughs> I'm just silently judging over here. Don't worry about it.
0: I'm just a little bit loose today. I've had a beer or three, loosey goosey. And we've had some wings. We had some wings earlier on for uh, for dinner, and they were good wings
1: for Edinburgh. Yeah. Early early yeah. recommendation
0: for the pod. If you live in Edinburgh, wings on a street off the Royal Mile.
1: <laughs> Fish market close.
0: Fish market close. Thanks, Cam. <laughs> they have almost an unlimited amount of uh, toppings for your wings. I had uh, a weird buffalo and lemon zesty spicy mix. Lemon pepper. It, was, it wasn't quite lemon pepper sauce, but it was nice. Uh, right. Anyway, Rory, I've got many news stories to get through today. And uh, I wanted to try and make this um, not as long as the last couple of weeks because the feedback I've gotten from- Too the, long. The, yeah, the feedback I've gotten from the nine people who have subscribed <laughs> to this podcast. Nine. That's nine people. That's four more than last week. Uh, they've all said, great content. You're really good presenters. You're really funny. You're probably also really handsome. But the uh, podcast is too long. It's too long. And Do we have faces for podcasts? <laughs> no, nah, we got faces for podcasts. Yeah. So I'm going to try and cut it down. I just want to say that I bounced the audio wrong for episode two. So it, it looks like it's an hour and 41 when really it's only like an hour and 10. Yeah, that intro music's way better than the first one. Great so we're gonna stick Cam to Cam and I are gonna try and come up with a jingle that we can actually use for the intro. Just let it just let We it came lie. up with a great chicken song today, but I can't remember what it was. We all <laughs> love chicken. Cam, if you're gonna sp- speak in your mic, you can speak. Come on, you gotta
1: I'm oh, sorry. I'm definitely such in an such idea. A podcast, I'm, tra- I'm trying to buy flights and I'm sorry.
0: Trying to buy flights, I'm trying to talk to a girl I love. Where are you going, Cam? <laughs> I'm
1: going to London. Oh. Why? Yeah, it's my mum's mm-hmm. birthday, so we're taking her down there. Aww. Making a wee weekend out of it, because we're nice. we're nice sons. Taking her a show? My uncle is, but oh, right. we, <laughs> we, going... we, did, we didn't get an invite, so we have to just <laughs> hang around outside until they're finished. And oh. then... <laughs> I mean, are you going to go and see Buckingham Palace? No.
0: No, over that? No, nah,
1: I'm way over London that. Eye? I'm, uh, probably not. Are you going to
0: go uh, grow some man buns and go to Shoreditch?
1: I don't know what that is. R.I.P.
0: Okay. R.I.P. my man bun. Yeah, Rory once had a man bun. That was a dark time dark oh, time for all of us. Oh, ensure that, oh, nah. Anyway, we should crack on with what the show's yes. about. Okay, we talk movies, video games, fun stuff. Let's crack on with new story number one. Rory, Venom came out this week in the US.
1: All right.
0: Now, I'm trying not to make this all about comic book movies, but the first story here is about comic book movie. As is the second. As <laughs> is the second, actually. Yeah. Have you, have you got that open? Yeah, I you have know? it open, yeah. Um. So, yeah, the first story I've got here is Venom came out in the US. Um, IGN gave it a score of ten, four out of ten.
1: <laughs> four
0: out of ten. Cam and I have just finished watching all five Spider-Man movies as well. So four out of ten is not a strong
1: star, and I don't think anyone. <laughs> it's expected- on
0: par with the rest of the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> God, what well, with the exception of Homecoming. Yeah, I don't think anyone expected this to be good, but I thought with the addition of Tom Hardy, everyone expected it to be better than expected. It wasn't. I think the rev- I've not seen it. It's not on the UK yet because we're we're behind the times, but um, I think I'll go see it anyway. Maybe I actually the the IGN article I read it said um, Venom maybe best describes itself uh, by quoting itself. Um, Venom is rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. Well, that's a quote from the movie. Yeah, so that's something he says <laughs> in the movie. Oh, um, not good movie. No, got it. <laughs> Apparently, Tom Hardy's is only a good thing about it. What do you think? Are you gonna? Are you, are you disappointed? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. When I found out that it was like a 12A, when they said in America it was it was like a rated, yeah. it was going for an R rating, which is R equivalent of a 15. Yeah, I expected it to be dark. Yep, absolutely. and also with a bit of fun because Deadpool well, type thing has like started this R rating thing. As but then when I heard it was going to be 12A, mm-hmm. I knew immediately I, I was nah. As characters go, Venom is violent. Uh, he's a mass murderer. And you would expect expected it would have gone well with an R rating, which we'd say is, is a 15. You'd get blood, you'd get a lot more death. and Gore. There's an audience for that. I think Deadpool's proven there's an audience for that. It doesn't matter how old you are or, or who's viewing it. You will make your money back on that no matter what. Yeah. And Sony missed a trick on that massively. Definitely. That was a stupid idea. So uh, any last other thoughts on bit Are you going to see it? Maybe we won't go see it. We might. What do you reckon?
1: We're definitely going to go and see it because we always get a Nando's before we go to the cinema. Yeah, we so. do. Cheeky. Cheeky.
0: <laughs> we go get a Nando's and then Cam gets all the sweets. <laughs> Listen, I like to eat. Is that like such a crime? Me. I, all I right? There's nothing wrong with sweets. I'm sitting here with a bag of empty fried faces. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but he just goes to the pick a mix and goes to town. Oh, does the pick a mix? Listen, I, yeah. all right,
1: I like sugar. What do you want <laughs> from me? And then I'll be working an early shift the next day and I don't sleep all night because I'm too buzzing on the sugar. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a man after my own heart. I love sugar.
0: Yeah. Right, new story too. Um, on the train over here. So as of today, what is today? The fifth of October. Um, from when I finished and got the train over to Edinburgh. The Aquaman trailer two dropped. Uh, this is a massive trailer. It's I o- was excited. for I like Jason Momoa. It's Mamoa, so. over five minutes long. Is it? Yeah, and it's off the back of the first one. So James Wan, uh, who directed the Fast and Furious Five, Fast Five, couldn't tell you. Very good set pieces. So f- immediately from this trailer, I can tell the DCEU is moving into our a, uh, a lighthearted hearted they're trying to go down the marvel route definitely comedy, more into the marvel route but his movie. the action set pieces in this trailer are amazing there's really? a massive tracking shot uh that cover, i think they're in somewhere like dubrovnik or, uh, or somewhere on the coast like that and it tracks mira getting chased by black Who is manta mira? mira is aquaman's wife love interest okay. in the in the comics yeah yeah, oh, she's, she's the girl from. She's Amber Heard, super the red ha- haired girl, the one that used to be married to Ryan. Speaking and he got chucked out of Australia, cool because of her dogs. Um, yeah, there's a tracking shot with her track, uh, like climbing across like um these rooftops in Dubrovnik and getting uh blown to bits, and it's so cool. Um, so I from that, I reckon the action set pieces in this will be great. It looks great. The cinematography looks cool. James Wan's a cool uh, a cool director. Um, I'm annoyingly interested in this i so didn't want to care about it because I think the dce is dead i don't think it's dead i just think they they haven't quite grasped what they want to make yet
1: oh i think they i need to
0: retire that i point. like jason momoa oh okay. and i liked the aquaman character in justice league hmm. which i won't say is a good movie but i thought he it's... was he was quite a fun character in it I'm um, <sighs> i'm looking forward to seeing this movie i think it'll be good I'll watch it. I know, and I, I'm actually way way more looking forward to it than I was in the past. Um, you get way more idea of what the story's about. Not that it's a massive surprise. Jason Momoa's got some really funny lines in it. Like he he's revealed at the end that he's in his classic um, yellow and green suit as well. So they're being comic faithful, which uh, the DCU hasn't been in the past. I'm looking forward to it. I didn't expect it, and I've, I put it on there because I really enjoyed the trailer. I'll be it was five minutes long. That's a uh, a long trailer you enjoying that squishy i am i'm, I'm going away from the microphone when i chew because people don't want to hear that obviously not got much else to say on at command do you uh story number three i've got here it's video game news don't insult me while i'm chewing so i don't have time to r- defend myself story <laughs> number three a harry potter rpg was leaked this year you better it believe it <laughs> harry potter games boys
1: let me jump in on this one <laughs> one time Game news. I am so excited for that. <laughs> right.
0: Is this the first time you've heard about this?
1: I saw it briefly, <laughs> and I love an RPG. Whether it's Skyrim, whether it's Fallout, I want to be creating my own character and going around and just causing havoc. I feel like you're <laughs> gonna knife me. <laughs> I feel like you're, you're so aggressive. And this is I the just voice. love yeah. RPGs, alright? they <laughs> the best games ever. Yeah. Again, well. I don't, don't want to say they're the, the <laughs> most successful games play, and all that kind did you, of stuff.
0: Do you have a Nintendo here now? Did you play Zelda? We've I, got I my, never
1: played is it I've grown up, I never had that. I, know, had uh, the, I can you can play play the Switch. The old yeah. Zeldas oh, weren't yeah. RPG at I've all. The Breath new one, of the Breath of the
0: Wild, is brilliant. Brilliant RPG game. Which by it. the way, just side note, you need to remember to bring all my stuff over next yeah, time. I'm also thinking RPG game, role playing game, game role playing game. Huffle puff for the win. Um, no okay so yeah apparently this 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 harry potter game or slytherin it's an rpg do
1: you dare go slytherin you will not be welcome back in this house <laughs> i live here
0: <laughs> oh you wished the uh warner brothers were debuting a uh, footage of this in a mall and people had to sign little waivers saying oh yeah we won't record any of it whatnot and some Someone teenage kid did. or whatever some went genius went, <laughs> <laughs> went in with this mobile phone didn't sign the waiver on purpose so he filmed it and secretly put it on reddit and it leaked everywhere what a hero and he's got full-on footage of all these scenes. It's based in the nineteenth century. Oh yeah, it it's like the oh, oldest. It's oh, not wow, even the to Yeah, best in the nineteenth century that's in Hogwarts. So you're old. This is like predating Grindelwald and predating Baltimore. the Fantastic Beast stuff. that's yeah, coming all that out stuff. Recently, yeah. Well, they still so didn't
1: you, manage to get electricity in the nineties, did they? So.
0: Well, because in the nineteenth century as well, you can you can tell they've given the students the ability to kill. Like you can give the op- oh. you, can, like, you can kind of choose whether or not to use like dark magic. And you can like oh, go yeah. around killing. I made the books a lot. Shorter. This is all hypothetical. <laughs> Nothing has yeah. come out and nothing's been no, released. This is literally just visuals. I think the only thing that's if come we're out We're speculating on a visual. <laughs> the only thing that's come out is that this the studio that might be making this is Studio Avalanche. <laughs> Who? What did they do? Well, they I think they did just Cause, and just Cause two and three. Oh, brilliant! They're good games.
1: Aye. Yeah, big, big big. They were two. Games. They
0: were two. You can do anything for me.
1: Uh, but you're a ma- you be you have a magic wand, so you can do anything yeah that'd be class that'd
0: be sweet there are no limits in terms of rpgs you could like upgrade stuff oh totally you want upgrade I, your yeah, rules also justice for dobby today oh, r.i.p oh my god he poor dobby <laughs> poor dobby <laughs> bring that back no oh, I'm I'm just gone into a i don't think we ever got the the high the oh. part game we all deserved and i think they're doing the right thing here i don't know i really liked quidditch world cup that was a great game <laughs> oh quidditch world <laughs> cup was brilliant
1: i just think it's on a, on a serious note, like it's got that potential, it's got that sort of open world fantasy potential that Skyrim and Fallout has, yeah, that you 100%. could totally just make out a, a fantastic game.
0: I got sucked into Skyrim so bad.
1: Oh, every time you play it. Yeah, it's so and there's good. so many different avenues you can go around when you always and then you always end up going back to the same character you always do. Skyrim
0: Skyrim had that RPG element to it where you'd be watching a friend. So I I I got into university. I was living with four boys at the time. And it was a kind of environment where you'd come back in from uni, you'd drink some beer, uh, all of a sudden it'd be four in the morning because you have been watching Gregor playing in Skyrim for 15 hours and you forgot to go to uni for a whole day. And it was the best time. Good old Skyrim. A couple dominoes down and you keep going. So yeah, I'm excited for another RPG. I like getting sunk into big games like that. And if it's Harry Potter, I love Harry Potter. Favourite book? Uh, the... Fourth, the dragon one? That's the fourth one. Yep, that's the goblet of fire. The one, the one after the one I've read last. Cameron,
1: I think, I think the best book and my favourite book is probably the third one. Yeah, uh, without a doubt, without doubt. It, That goes for the film as well. Azkaban honest, is yeah. so good. Um,
0: and if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. Leave. I, I agree, it's a good book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Was that a get the films, or is <laughs> no, that just... I just don't think he's read it. <laughs> oh, you don't I was
0: saying the last book I read was the fourth one. I didn't progress.
1: Well, I never learned how to read. So.
0: I, I was like, this is silly. Okay. I'm not going to read these New words. story number four, moving on. Uh, Chris Evans of Captain America fame has shared a very bittersweet wrap-up of his Captain America role in the up-and-coming Avengers 4 film. He sent out a tweet yesterday basically saying, thank you very much. It's been a ride. See you later. Which... I mean, everyone knows his contract's up, but yeah. surely that is a massive spoiler. I have one word to say about this. Good. See you later, Captain
1: America. Oh, wow. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Cam agrees. He is oh, the wait. worst. i just sat in a car with you two singing country music songs all night. You're the most it. American people I've ever met. You've been drinking drinking all night. Drink a We're just drinking right a here. couple of beers over couple here. Couple we don't beers. care about that. And They're you want Captain out. America to bow out. Oh, dude. I don't like Captain America. He's Mr. Stars and Stripes. He's Yeah, he's Mr. Boy Scout. I hate him.
1: I can't agree. I'm not a massive fan of him because... Tony Stark's the man. <laughs> he can kind of do anything, and in the, in the, the way he's kind of portrayed in the films is that there's nothing that he can't do. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Well,
0: he's, he's not like a Superman and character he where mer- he...
1: Like, no. He's not like a
0: Superman character where literally no. he's untouchable. Like Clearly he's getting cut and bruised and beaten the crap out of, and he, obviously he dies. So, in this next one. <laughs> yeah, in this yeah, next yeah. one. Or he's been a Skrull this okay, whole well, without, time. without him, Without him, the MCU would never have been the MCU. And I think we always need to give him credit for being that, that guy. Every, someone had to be Captain yeah. America. I can't think of anyone else who would be Captain America. Do you know Jim from The Office was almost cast as Captain America? What's his name? John Kaczynski. John Kaczynski. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's too funny. Up. Well, he's jacked up he's now. He's jacked now, but, but at the time, apparently, he was He's too much of a dorky, funny kid. Chris Evans actually has looked pretty badass throughout mm. his acting career. So. All right, Star. Uh, okay, Star Wars news number five. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, I'm. I'm totally. <laughs> d- Why is there always Star Wars news every week? I'm totally dumb at Star Wars news. I don't want to talk about this, but it's news, so I should talk about it. Um, Disney had greenlit a Star Wars TV show. uh oh, it's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get a big sigh. Give seven. Um, so it's called The Mandalorians. Is that not? Is that not who? So Boba Fett was a Mandalorian. So it's going to be about the Boba Fett Did people. you ever play
1: the Knights of the Old Republic games? Yeah. There yes. was Mandalorians in there.
0: Yeah, They're yeah. Awesome. Where's, where's Han Solo from? He's not Mandalorian. No, he's from... I can edit Kyrillian. 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 Kyrillia. Kyrillia. Yeah, not right. that I've ever seen that film because I refused to watch Solo. I watched it. it, was, it was okay. Not going to watch it. Anyway, Mandalorians. It's going to be... Um, each episode going to be directed by different directors. Here's the selling point for me. I probably won't watch this still. John Favreau's directing one episode. He oh, did Iron Man. I like John Favreau. Taika Waititi's directing one episode. Cam does not like Taika Waititi. Oh, do you not? He wasn't a fan of Ragnarok. Right. Let's <laughs> just stand
1: by here. You
0: were in here. the minority here, Cam.
1: I felt Cam, Ragnarok. I'm sorry, Cam refuses to watch Ant-Man because it's called Ant-Man. Right. You just shouldn't have a superhero that you could literally kill by accident. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <before> <laughs> if you just happened to step outside,
0: <laughs> oh shit! I've killed Ant-Man. <laughs> And so you're not oh. a fan of Tiger? Have you ever seen his other stuff? Hunt for the World of People? No,
1: I like the Thor movies. I just I felt that. Uh, in the no one likes the Thor. <laughs> no, this is the thing. They were fine. They were, f- they were. fine. No one likes the Thor movies. They're hangover movies. That when you're sitting on the couch, you stick them on because they're there. They're on Netflix, and
0: you just eat a whole thing in front of Friday faces.
1: Yeah, exactly. And a Domino's. And a Domino's. So, but no, no, I did like Ragnarok. It was, it was, it was a decent movie. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I felt they just kind of rushed through it.
0: I'll take your point in consideration and politely disagree (laughs) with you. (laughs) (laughs) Disagree with you completely. Uh, Moving on. So we are on news story number six, Rory. Did you see the Creed trailer, Creed 2? No. Da-da-da. Jamie admitted today that on his runs, he's started running now again. Uh He listens to the Creed 2 soundtrack, or Creed soundtrack and Rocky soundtrack while he's running. What a loser. Um... (laughs)
1: But he's he's the one I run in, and we're the ones not.
0: <laughs> yes. And who's happier? <laughs> so I went running this morning, yeah, and I did run to the Creed 2 soundtrack. because No, the Creed soundtrack, because I saw the Creed 2 trailer, which was awesome. Big fan of this. Dolph Lundgren's back. Dolph Lundgren. And he's brought his son with A him. man played by Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> he's brought his brought son with him. And it, so this, this harkens back to Rocky IV, where... Uh, Adonis Creed, not Adonis Creed, Apollo Creed was killed in the ring by Dolph Lundgren. So uh, the rematch now is Adonis Creed, Creed's son versus... versus Dolph Lundgren's son, who was born apparently in hatred, which is what Rocky says, like, you'll never beat him. He was born in hatred. And like, Did Sylvester Stallone write this movie as well? I think he did. Yeah. You know, Rocky was an Oscar winning film mm-hmm. and the original Rocky... It was written, directed, yeah, and I starred yeah. Sylvester Stallone, and it won the Oscar for Best Picture. Do you know why? Because it's an awesome film. No, well, no, why he did all those three things in the movie. Because he wouldn't get accepted for any audition that he did, so he wrote his own movie and starred in oh, it. Oh, I did know that, yeah. He was also chilling out at Russell Beach at the time, wasn't he? And I can't put his microphone down really precariously. You, a, you I a just want to say sorry for Cam putting his mic He's down there. Get, if any of you got some sore ears. you going to go see Creed 2? Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed Creed 1. Yeah, I had a big time with Creed 1. I'm a big fan of Michael B. Jordan. Me too. He's pitched for being the new Superman. Oh, Cam doesn't Cam like Michael doesn't B. Jordan. Cam doesn't like Michael B. Jordan. Why don't you like Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> Here, comes, hold on. What's wrong <laughs> with Michael B. Jordan? The guy is stacked.
1: I'm actually a massive fan. Of Michael B. Jordan and if you've ever seen Friday Night Lights yeah. and he's my boy yeah. he's still in Panthers let's go <laughs> but I just think he can't, he's not a great actor
0: oh no you're
1: thought, wrong I, in Black Panther I thought have he you overacted seen... very he wasn't a believable bad guy yeah okay overacted. that's a
0: comic book no he's a good bad guy have you seen Creed
1: uh, no I've not oh we're watching, it's it's... Okay, podcast, okay. we're watching Creed after this after this podcast
0: we're watching Creed
1: Michael B. Jordan if you're listening uh, <laughs> please don't find me in batter me because you're bigger than me <laughs>
0: Alright, moving on. Uh, we're on uh, New Story 7. I've got one more after this, Rory. Um, this will be a quickie. It's it's coming up to Halloween time. It's getting spooky scary. I love, scary. It. I love and... it. Cam and I are scaring all the little kids. Whoa! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Whoa. <laughs> sounded worse than I wanted it to. Okay.
1: Wow. What, I've had I mean, one what, beer. What
0: you do in your pastime is up to you, but don't bring me into your shenanigans. <laughs> no, I'm talking about how Netflix is getting behind like the, the Halloween craze and everything's becoming scary. So they've got um the haunting on hell house coming out on the 12th of October. Never heard of it. So it's based on a novel by someone, an author. An author. I thought I wrote that down but I didn't. Um no, it's about so underprepared. So no, it was a novel that came out in like 1959, 39, 39, 39 sorry. Um and it follows the family of the Crane family. Scary movie 2 parody it. So the whole oh. the whole concept of Scary Movie 2 when they got the haunting house. It's based on this this uh this concept, so the um Netflix had taken the general idea and turned it into a, a Halloween series. Um, and they've it, done this before though, have they not? Because they did the, is it Netflix that made the TV show of uh Psycho? Called this the Something Hotel where they stay at. That cycle is. Oh, no! It's not Netflix. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, it's, it's based base on motel. it's based on the guy. The Bates Motel. From Bates mo- yeah, yeah, it's based on the guy that runs the hotel. I don't know if that is a Netflix original or not, but this is Netflix original, and um, people have related. Have you seen Hereditary? Or it follows the two like two really highly praised uh, horror films that come out. They're more like thrillers than horror films, and um, so it's getting pandered and related to that, and only a good thing. Yeah. I, I'm keen for this. I love watching scary films in October. I uh, we need to do more of that, Cam.
1: No, I'm a huge bitch. Sorry.
0: Okay. <laughs> you're massive. Are you sure? Really?
1: Well, we can snuggle like, together. I and... don't like scary films. I get jumpy. What do you <laughs> want do, do from you me? Think, do you think?
0: Do you think a scary film, like if we watch Creed tonight, is that a scary film for you? Because you're watching Michael B. Jordan coming about right <laughs> 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 in Getting really fired up good for a point. fight.
1: No, I'm a. Uh, I'm I, not. I've a got a of... vivid imagination. So yeah. if I watch. I mean, I watched.
0: I agree. The I'm, trailer with you. I'm, you. I'm up The trailer for the Babadook, and that was me. I oh, was the Babadook's good. That's yeah. dark. I know. I watched That's the trailer really and I was scared to go to bed. People that might night. laugh at me for this, but the only scary movie that I've gone through and like manned up about and been okay with was it. It's really good.
1: The original. The new the, one. The, the new
0: one. one. The new one's very good. The new I one think fucking terrified me as well at certain parts. Th- the best thing about the new one is this. St- That's probably as scary the as the I go. Dory <laughs> is very novel safe like it's very close to what the novel depicts looking forward to the but brings it into the 80s instead of the 50s also is a very good murder mystery it yeah. is a very good concept and you know most of these uh stephen king novels the ones that set in main enemy are all related they're part of this own bigger universe it's like a big yeah and you know everything's in the back of a big turtle in space <laughs> i did not know that serious we could be in a turtle's dream yeah. <laughs> so that was the news oh are we gonna talk we're we gonna talk about dad that was yeah i've got dad news the Big Al section. Okay. We need, a, we need a little intro music that goes, da, 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 or the ro- or like a report. Here's da, da, the news about Big Al. We're talking about news about Big Al. Hey. Big Al. He's a dad. We're going to talk about what he's been doing.
1: <laughs> he started you started off strong. But that's all though.
0: Anyway, Big Al news. What's has been up to? Uh, dad offered selflessly to give me a lift to the airport this week. This weekend, Sunday. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Because then I wouldn't have to leave my car in a car park or here or whatever. Or Cam could give me a lift or whatever. Yeah. So I agreed. So I was going to go back to Kinross tomorrow night. Mm. I then get a phone call from mum. So dad and I have agreed this. Yeah. I get a phone call from mum saying, your father can't take you to the airport on Sunday morning because we're in Glasgow Saturday night. Yeah, I knew that. (laughs) He's like, he's oh, you know on a what, different about it. level. Oh, you know what? He, I, you know when He realized this was when I phoned him. I phoned Mum on Thursday night to go. By the way, can I borrow the car? I'm going to a wedding at the weekend, and Mum was like, "Yeah, absolutely, no bother. We'll drop it off at Edinburgh when you and Rory do your little podcast." It's like thanks, Mum, for being really fucking weird about this. Uh, oh, she it, was, she was, uh, she was disappointed. She was listening to the podcast, and you went which. Oh, I can be 100% sure that mum isn't listening to this.
1: <laughs> and she was like, I really am.
0: Well, uh, she also went, do you want to speak to your father? And I was like, oh, I don't need to, but fine, I'll talk to dad. And then talked to dad. We talked about the ride of car, we car. Oh, about, boy. Talked about this, we talked about that. And I was like, oh, mum is uh, going to drop the car off in Edinburgh for me the weekend. Is that all right? He's like, yeah, I'll drive it up, I'll drive it up. I was like, great. I don't know how I'm going to drop it off because mum's already told me you're at Karen Ratcliffe's. And he went...
1: Fuck! <laughs> so what's wrong?
0: <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Doesn't and that's matter. probably when Mum phoned me. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's how that. That's how that panned out. Classic dad. He needs to get himself a calendar. Yeah. Or Steph sh- knows his calendar better than him. We're looking at buying. That's him what you get when you live twenty-seven years in a company with a secretary. Not to give and it, then become retired. Not to give anything away, but the, the, <gasps> the, the, the larger family have been looking at getting him a present recently, and having to look at dates in the far-flung future. And the only person that knows what's going on is our little sister. Steph. Steph is the inside scoop on everyone. Anyway, enough of family news. Big topic? Big topic. Let's go into big it. Big topic. You ready for this big topic, Cam? I'm ready. Fucking stop putting that microphone down. Picking it up. Like sorry, I have to <laughs> stuff. i got to be an adult. Okay, my big topic this week. It's a biggie. Rory, we live in the age of the documentary. Oh my God, we do. Have you watched any good documentaries recently? Yes, I have. Okay. documentaries. Documentaries. This is comes. I think I chose this topic because it came off the back of how well the chat went with American Vandal last week, and I've had a lot of feedback from that. Actually, from the nine people that have listened to this, one person has come back to me going, "Really inspiring to watch American Vandal season one and two, and it's really funny." Yes, I know this person also. Do you know that person too? Yep. His name is uh, Alex. Alexander Janti jean Anyway, Gentles. It inspired me to talk more about. Not the mockumentary, but the documentary, which inspired the mockumentary. Yeah. And there's some absolutely class documentaries out right now. Off the back, I just want to say thank you very much to Making a Murderer, because I think it helped. Netflix and Making a Murderer really helped springboard the documentary genre into what we are now getting. I guess the murder mystery documentary. I mean, from, yeah. a, from a murder mystery point of view, but it, it helped kind of establish a very strong production value when it came to a documentary. And, like, a kind of arc, a beginning, middle, and end to a larger story. Now, that's split into ten episodes. But I think you and I, did we watch that together, Making the Murderer, when you were living with me in Glasgow? Maybe. I can't remember. It was so long ago. I think, yeah, it was me, you, and Dan Lowe. So, if anyone has listened to this podcast, the nine people that have subscribed to us, what I've done is, don't worry, the beer's fine. So right. I saw the yellow. I thought it was a three-one-two. <laughs> Um, For this little segment, I've got the synopsis for these documentaries, so I'll help our nine readers understand what they are if they have never watched it. So, Making a Murderer" in 10 episodes. Exonerated after spending nearly two decades in prison for a crime he did not commit, Stephen Avery filed suit against Manitowoc County, Wisconsin, and several individuals involved with his arrest. Shortly after, however, Avery found himself back behind bars, this time accused of the murder of 25-year-old photographer Teresa Halbach. She was last seen on Avery's property where she was uh, to photograph a vehicle. Avery and nephew Brendan Datey were tied and, spoiler alert, convicted of the crime. Brendan. Brendan. Poor Brendan. Just, just want to watch WrestleMania. Now, I just want to say our guest tonight, <coughs> Cam McDonald, is a police officer in Edinburgh. And he He has some strong feelings about so, this Cam, documentary. Do you think the evidence wasn't planted by the police? Well... <laughs> Try not to
1: cover the microphone with your hand, by the way. There you go. Oh, well. A strict strict <laughs> microphone. Power. So um, people want to have good audio, you know? I don't want to get too much into it because it will it will take too long today to talk about. Personally, uh, I think that the way America polices uh, leaves a lot to be desired. Um, I think, obviously, we all know what I'm talking about <laughs> okay. with everything that goes on in the media. Uh-huh. But we'll not talk about that. Guns
0: don't kill people. Yeah. Rappers do. Pretty much.
1: Pretty much. All that kind of stuff. Um, the one, th- one thing I would say about Making uh, making a Murder documentary and documentaries in general is that a lot of the time is you've got to think about documentaries aren't aren't completely impartial. They're usually they, one-sided. Yeah, they are yeah. usually one-sided. And I remember, because it was a while ago when, I can't remember the year when Making a Murder, Murderer came out, but I did watch the whole um, thing.
0: I think it was 2015.
1: Aye. So, and at the time, I remember watching it and getting behind it and all that kind of stuff. Basically fell, you know basically fell right into it and yeah. sort of i'm not again not saying that i disagree with anything in it no. but there was a lot of sort of backlash that came out from it saying well yeah it's a great documentary and i agree with all the facts but here's all the evidence that suggests that perhaps he did uh, do. It. he did like they do left it. out the evidence from so which, they did they did yeah. leave out a lot of stuff that wasn't in the documentary and i don't have any of that to hand just now but uh
0: but what about his two lawyers, who just really believed him?
1: You, you're super into these lawyers. Oh man, I can't remember. They got them a cult following after this.
0: People yeah. love him. They've got like their own little fan base. All right. <laughs> no.
1: Uh. Well. I'll, I'll and two. We'll see what they like no. this is a touchy
0: subject because we're with a cop right now. No, 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 no. Let's not. No, all point he's a pin. British cop. He's not an American cop.
1: Yeah, that's not all so paint cops He's with a Bobby. Same blush. A Bobby, not a cop. Some of us are decent. They call them calls. No one's saying you're not.
0: I think you're quite. I think you're pretty decent. We had wings tonight. That was a good. That was I a good. I love time. wings.
1: I love wings so much.
0: So that was making a murderer. Did you enjoy it though? I did. It was. It was. It was gripping. They. Yeah. They did a really good job. As of documentaries go. allow like, it was easily binged for it's a, an hour. It's like what is it? Ten hours.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Ten it hours episode, 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 yeah. episode, yeah. It's a, it's a fantastically made documentary. Yeah. You, there's no denying that.
0: But I feel like the point I'm trying to make is it helped really kind of start the trend of good high quality documentaries that we're getting nowadays because back before then i remember watching dad when we were going to bed when we were kids um watching like really poorly poorly kind of put together world war ii documentaries that kind of stuff that was like grainy taking footage from the past that wasn't very well put together but had unusually had like a a narrative voiceover and that doesn't really grip me these high quality documentaries coming on netflix right now are brilliant um, I've got a list which we're going to go through, and uh, if you've seen them, you've not seen them. But I'll give you some some spiel on the movies because most of them are um, are are movies, and not like ten episode series. I mean, I want to say the the introduction to I don't know if you would class this as a document I think it's a documentary, but the whole the whole Planet Earth thing really kicked it off for me. Tremendous. Oh, David Attenborough's going to leave his own absolutely He's tremendous. Your number right? one celebrity granddad. The number one documentary. Voice maker David Attenborough talking about animals. Did you see him talking? Uh, good. <laughs> did you see him talking to the baby rhino? Baby rhino, baby I feel rhino. Like Ma- Ma- oh, in Africa, the Africa season, um, when they did Africa at the yes. end, he gets down on his hands and knees with the baby rhino and starts playing with the baby rhino. He was a baby it's, rhino, is unbelievably adorable. Hello, little one. That's kind of what it's like. He's like, <laughs> no, he's like oh, 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 oh. Like, What's he doing with it? He's just like, no, like he's like, oh. he's getting down with the baby Rhino and like like he's talking getting to down, it. Definitely <laughs> sounds like it. down with the baby rhino. <laughs> okay. BBC anyway. David Attenborough Planet Earth A site which is in a different yeah. leak. Yeah. I'm talking about Netflix Animal documentaries. documentaries. We're talking ne- yeah. Netflix style documentaries anyway. Um and I've got a list of the ones that have really kind of stood out for me. So falling on from making a murderer, Icarus. I haven't watched it all, but I've se- I, because I didn't realize how long it was. Have you watched Icarus? I have not. Oh, you're a mad sportsman, aren't you? Yes, sir. This would. <laughs> yes, sir. This would. This is your kind of film. This let me let me read the synopsis. I got Alex, so our cousin Alex, when we last were down in London, um, I told him all about this, and he got straight onto it, and he absolutely loved it, and gave us great feedback. Here's the synopsis: When Bra- uh, when filmmaker Brian Fogle sets out to uncover the truth about doping in sports. A chance meeting with a Russian scientist transforms a story from a personal experience into a geopolitical thriller. Dirty urine, unexplained death, and Olympic gold are all part of the exposure of the biggest scandal in sports history.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. This I mean, is all I've about, seen,
0: So I've seen up to what happens. Basically, he's. It's about the. He's, Ro- he's doing like a bike. Uh-huh. He's doing a so Tour let, de France let, type let, thing. Let, let me break it down. Right. He's an amateur. He's an amateur cyclist and filmmaker. And he's addicted to the sport of cycling. But loves the Tour de France. And there's this um, amateur Tour de France-esque thing in, I think, it's France or Switzerland, um, where you can partake in it as an amateur. And he does it. He does it one year, and he just, he finishes, I think, 11th. And then he goes, as part of the documentary, this is how it starts. He wants to put himself in a doping regime, just like Lance Armstrong did, but formally, to see whether or not the doping regime can work or not, and whether or not these athletes are actually... Imp- so they know what pre- he's doing. Performing it. better than they should be. Because this is during the whole Lance yeah. Armstrong scandal. And they they, they know so, he's doing it. Well, yeah. So he, right. they all know he's doing it. So he, he basically contacts a doctor who represents the Olympic board from the US and says, Can you help me dope? Here's the program, blah, blah, blah. And the guy goes, Yeah, sure. And the guy helps him plan out this doping program. And then maybe two months into the regime before he starts the race, the American doctor bows out. He's like, No, ethically, I can't do this. Um, but I know someone that can help you. He's my Russian counterpart in Russia. And he puts him in touch with this guy in Russia. And he then pops <laughs> up into the documentary. And he's this larger-than-life comic character. Like, very funny. Like, wanting to help way too much. Being very interested in this guy's routine, his diet. Um, how much drugs he'd have to put into his system to do well in the race. Anyway, he sponsors him throughout this race on uh, a-, a cocktail of whatever you need to... To dope yourself during a, a, a cycling regime brian then does the race actually does worse off than he was supposed to than he did the year before and he's flabbergasted he's shocked so as you think this is maybe 45 minutes to an hour into the documentary he then flies up to russia to go meet the doctor to find out what his test results were like and what his body was doing this that, and the other and while he's there The Russian, uh, I think the German newspaper, a German newspaper then publishes this huge report about how the Russian Federation has been sponsored, been sponsored, had a state run sponsored doping program throughout the Olympics. And it's massive news like this is this is going to break. And while this American journalist is over there getting a doping regime with this Russian guy, the Russian guy basically takes him aside and goes, uh, excuse me, excuse me. I am the one that has been uh, leading this doping regime on behalf of the Russian government. Uh, I need you to get me out of Russia right now. And the whole documentary flips on its head, and it's about getting him out of Russia, getting yeah, the story out there through the Wall, uh, the Wall Street Journal, or the new, <coughs> or I think it's the Wall Street Journal. Um, and then informing the Olympic board. And like, there's a scene where they meet with the Olympic board. And this Russian guy's like, there's been a state sponsored doping regime in Russia since the 1960s, which means every Russian medal, every Russian medal won between 1960 and now is undeserved. Russia and,
1: at the heart of a scandal. Shocker. And <laughs> you, you see, <laughs> yeah. this, like, there's a couple of women
0: on the Olympic board who just break down in tears because it discredits everything that's happened in the Olympics for the last 50 years.
1: Oh, it's, t- it's, a, it's, a, it's an utter shame and a travesty for the athletes themselves. Do yeah, you know what I mean, because it doesn't discredit their hard work. Because those, you know, what I mean, sure. Even if they are doping, they, yeah. they're still putting in the hours and all that kind of stuff. You know? they go. Yeah, into, you can't just wander off the street and nah, go. Exactly. Oh, one. The, Rus-
0: the Russian guy, the main, co- what's his name? I've got it written down. Doctor Gregory Rodchenkov. He goes into like how they managed to get around the system in Sochi. I mean, yeah, they were hosting the games, but the Olympic Committee come in and and, and monitor it. But he then, the documentary does the same. it, they, they create an animation where you go from building to building to building to show how they got around the doping regime and it was so simple so easy for them and it's shocking we've got some facts about the film the film holds an overall 93% on Rotten Tomatoes wow at the 90th Academy Awards it won the best uh, won the film the film won the Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature at the Academy Awards so it won the Oscar and during his onstage acceptance um, the guy who shot it and, and features in it Brian Fogel um, remarked at the Oscar. Remark to the Oscars that we dedicate this war to Doctor Gregory Ruchenkov, our fearless whistleblower, um, who now lives in great danger. We hope Icarus isn't um is a wake up call. Um, yes about Russia, more about that. There, I'm totally fucking up this quote. Anyway, yeah, the doctor goes into hiding in the U.S. is what it is because the, <laughs> like during during the documentary you see like Russian agents show up to his house and like try to track him down. So they've now got him a witness protection in the U.S. because he's been he's exposed this whole scandal. I think <laughs> the Russians are still are they are they blacklisted from the from the Olympics now?
1: Uh, oh, past there was a big thing about that with the things touch and go. This, uh, I'm not like, sure what's going on with them. Really? Russia just keep to be seem to keep doing stuff. They, they did something today. I think they it. did something today. They've been about doing things for, for you been caught years.
0: hacking into something today. Well, no, but that was that's all part of what's going to be on in the UK with yeah. the um the assassinations of uh-huh. the two thing. <laughs> that would change yeah, yeah let's
1: maybe not get into that because yeah. that would change anyway, the whole tone of that podcast.
0: That's different documentary. Wild wild Do- Do- no, okay, fine, but it's on the back of that wild documentary. Really good I'll documentary. Get, I'll go into it when I've got time because it's really have it's either really long. have either of you seen Blackfish?
1: Yes. No, but I've heard loads about it. You should watch Blackfish, Blackfish.
0: I'll say this now. Blackfish made me feel better about myself when in 2006 we went to Disneyland, Florida with Alex Jensels. He's been mentioned a lot today. Stop watching him. You're going to make his head. Uh, he, We went to SeaWorld sea and instead of going to the Shamu show, which mm-hmm. is who we're about to talk about okay, right now, sure. We stayed on the Kraken, which was the roller coaster. So that the roller Zero coaster does. at the time, which was the tallest roller coaster in the state of Florida. And we went on the Kraken about twelve times just in repeat. a row, to the point where the the people who worked there went, you know what, just just stay, stay on. on. You have to get off. Sounds cracking though. Was, hey! <laughs> he's done it. He's bloody he's done it. He's never getting an invite <laughs> back. <laughs> oh, you're fired <laughs> from the pod. <laughs> so, Blackfish synopsis. Uh, the story of Tilikum. Get me a beer. A captive killer whale who has who has taken the lives of several people, including World trainers, underscores problems within the sea park industry, man's relationship to nature, and how little has been learned about these highly intelligent mammals. So it kind of follows the, the path of the big daddy, Shamu Tilikum, who is a bull. He's a massive guy with a gigantic dong. You see it often. <laughs> and... Okay. Um, it shows basically the story of him being captured in the 1970s and then using him as a surrogate dad to impregnate all these like younger females so all the other orcas who are born in captivity are kind of part of his lineage mm-hmm. and he is a product of basically stockholm syndrome he is he's been captured he loves his his captures his capt- uh, captors captors sorry he loves his captors sometimes. He absolutely despises them at other times. And uh, and op- and sometimes he's tries to drown even, them. Well, try to and successfully drown them. He's some he's bitten hands and scalps off, and this has all been caught on film and it's awful. Yeah, it's a shame. It sounds nuts. It's a shame. He's a massive, massive orca, and they there's like a aerial picture of Sea Oh, the I car was park. having it. Yeah and it's there's just more car his, parking space than there yeah is his bed Aladdin his himself. the area where he sleeps and stays it's about the size of this room, when he's probably. not on show yeah yeah literally i think there's a meter all around him like he doesn't have room it's, it's crazy. crazy there's it's no shame. surprise he's insane oh yeah no
1: yeah, yeah. but um, it is it is i mean that whole is it's astonishing it really is Do you know what i mean the, the i'm
0: surprised they're still doing it,
1: it well, well they're not they're not
0: they're uh, not he uh, um right. I don't think so the documentary worked well yeah I think after they're, well they're no longer breeding them in captivity I don't think I don't think they're. I think they're trying to phase out the uh the Oscar shows they'll just find a good one and steal them from I think, I the think SeaWorld's gotten so much bad press off the back of this it's not gonna happen I remember good. watching I watched this right. years ago but I remember when I first started with Hannah um her and I sat down to watch this one night and she's Hannah's pretty um pretty liberal like loves our uh freedom or She's oh, very freedom. much Cam a, loves freedom. She's very much a person of the people, and <laughs> she likes her justice. And when America. she watched this whale go through so much crap, she was screaming at the laptop. We we're watching this in bed. She was screaming at the laptop, throwing fists, and I was like, "Jesus Christ,
1: this kicking it's fucking the laptop, air. just battering the air, eh? just <laughs> fucking, yeah, fucking, up. It, like, shadow
0: boxing in the air." Here, like, <laughs> calm down, woman. Really? No, it, it's really thought provoking, though. Yeah, yeah and wasn't surprised she got quite emotional. Yeah. I Great documentary. Uh, it was a surprise to me because obviously it's such a famous show in Orlando, the Shamu show in SeaWorld. And to you, actually well, you see got the, it when you found out n- like they're not actually called Shamu. Yeah. There's so many other ones. Yeah. Telecom. Tilikum. Telecom's a cool Rosie. name, though. Telecom's a sweet name. Bob. 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 Anyway. anyway. It was good. I, I'm glad they've stopped doing it now. Uh I'm glad we didn't go back to SeaWorld when we were in Orlando so last year. Black Two years one. ago. A year and a half ago. Year and a half yeah. ago. So okay, I'm gonna move on. And I have no desire to go back anytime soon. I've got a couple of uh, documentaries I really want to get through. Um did you guys watch Amanda Knox? No, who's that? Uh it's a documentary on Netflix. Most of these are all on Netflix, which is what I'm pulling it from. Amanda Knox comes back uh comes on the back of Making a Murderer. It's another one of those um did Sticky. she or did she or did she not do it? Um. So the synopsis is really brief. The story of the trial, conviction, and acquittal of Amanda Knox for the murder of an exchange student in Italy. Basically, she was on uh, an exchange in Modena. No, it was somewhere in, in the middle of Italy. Um, and she basically after a week of being there, she gets a boyfriend, falls madly in love with this boyfriend. They have this really passionate relationship for a week. And on the Friday night, she comes home and discovers her flatmate, who is British, living with her, also an exchange student, massacred in her bedroom, like, cut to shit. And, uh... When in Rome. The police in Italy... Boo. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh,
0: oh, God. I've been waiting to say that since... Jesus. <gasps> I was expecting a laugh instead of a boo, <laughs> <poop> or whatever. <laughs> you're ba- on, you're better than that. You're better than that. I've had two beers. Anyway, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big did she, did she not. And honest to God, it's fucked up, because, like, I reckon she did it, and she gets away scot-free. Oh, crap. Yeah. That's it's still on Netflix? Yeah, it's still on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, I'll check is that out.
1: There's another big one on social media, and everyone was talking about it, yeah. when they? So you've heard of this? Yeah, it was. Oh, one, yeah. It was oh, okay. one,
0: it's only a movie. It's not 10 episodes, so it's maybe an hour and a half long. Right. I remember watching it, and everyone in work was talking about it. It was almost yeah. like, did you think she did it? Do you think she didn't do it? I was like, I think everyone kind of agrees she's fucked up anyway. But she did spend, like, three years in an Italian prison because of it. Uh-huh. Oh, damn. Before she was uh, acquitted.
1: Mm.
0: It's a good one, if you want to on the back of the, the Making of Margaret yeah, Bill I'll add, it. I'll add it to the list. Okay, another one. Now, this is one just for me, because I'm a bit of a shining snob. Why? Um, so there's a documentary on Netflix, of course. Uh, it wasn't a Netflix original, but Netflix publish it now. It's called Room 237. Now, I think you've watched it. I think I, I had a weird... Okay, you did. The it's mic- worse when everyone stops you, talking. You, you, you dropped the you drop the microphone. It's fine, cat. Okay. Don't That's worry. That's good. Um, yeah, Carry I had on? a w- I had a weird obsession. Room two three seven. Yeah, that is w- the room in the Shining that you're not meant to go into. Exactly, right? I had a weird obsession with this uh this movie a couple of years back. Um, I love the Shining, the book, the film, the film mm. especially. And Films good. T- r- uh, room two three seven in the Overlook Hotel is the haunted room. Yep. So the documentary is I'll, I'll read the synopsis. Room 237 is a 2012 American documentary film directed filmed and directed by Rodney Asher about interpretations and perceiving perceived meanings of Stanley Kubrick's film The Shining which was adapted from the 1977 novel of the same name. Uh, the film includes footage from The Shining and other Kubrick films along with discussions by a number of Kubrick enthusiasts. The film has 9 segments, each segment focusing sorry I'm a fucking that was just each segment focusing on different elements within the film, which may reveal hidden clues and hence a bigger thematic or um, overview. Ooh. So it's, I mean, Stanley Kubrick. So was, who does it follow? Well, so actually, yeah. It's, in hindsight, and I look back on this documentary and think, well, you don't really know who these critics are. You don't really know if they're like professionals in their medium at all. Like they're kind of just introduced and then they go on about their their theory. It's a massive. So Stanley Kubrick was famous for being meticulous with his films, hiding things in them, uh, having very or- ornate philosophies and themes throughout them. And The Shining is littered with stuff like this. I was obsessed with this film for a while. I think the documentary helped fuel that fire. Um, for example, there's a there's a whole conspiracy theory about how Kubrick could have filmed and faked the moon landing with the American government. So in 1969 when you see the images of Neil Armstrong landing on the moon arguably a bunch of conspiracy theorists out there think that was faked and Stanley Kubrick filmed it and in this film there is um a message that Kubrick been saying yes it was me i did fake it and there's a couple of reasons behind it um when Danny's playing outside room 237 he's wearing an Apollo 11 jumper and when he goes into room 3 uh, 237 um the distance between earth and the moon is 237,000 miles away which is no coincidence apparently um and the, the big shake up there is the room that's haunted in the book is room 137 not 237 mm. so the little subtle changes that and okay. that and i remember thinking oh my god it's true but no <laughs> I, I believe we went to the moon but there are other things in in the documentary that i completely agree with okay some of them are very 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 fetched. i think right. i know now that you've gone into detail about it i remember you talking about this sometime was it in florida was it on a holiday we were telling dad about it and- um i think one christmas i came back from university and you were all over it i put it on for you and dad to watch and dad was looking at me going are you fucking high and i think you, all right you, yeah because yeah. dad's very we did go to the moon and you zoned out i think when we watched yeah, it, it was but um right. yeah I, w- I was obsessed with it for a while that's just a personal one have you watched the shining cam
1: do you know what Shocker! I haven't. I've watched nothing. You've not seen Creed. <laughs> <laughs> not seen Creed. You've not seen The Shining. Why am on this podcast, which is about movies? <laughs> it's about everything and anything, movies and stuff. I've seen a lot of movies, but I certainly haven't seen all of the the big ones. Right.
0: I'm like, example, conscious of not making this long either. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about one that if you haven't seen it, you shouldn't you should see it. I don't even know it's on Netflix. Have you seen Exit to the Gift Shop? Negatory. Have you seen that? I'm sorry. This is the documentary about Banksy. <laughs> oh okay this, this is an old one as well this has been around for a long time right I'm gonna you read the it synopsis it might be the lead I don't know the synopsis for Exit Through the Gift Shop the infamous shadowy British graffiti street artist Banksy has literally left his mark on cities throughout the world he comes in contact with Terry Goetta a Los Angeles based Frenchman who videotapes various underground art escapades and later is transformed into an art phenomenon dubbed Mr. Brainwash Rhys Evans of Welsh fame Reese Vans. Cool. Yeah. Of Welsh fame. uh, Narrates an (laughs) overlapping documentary where the line between what is real and what might be fake blurs as modern art and celebrities are put under the microscope. Basically, what happens is this uh, LA-based artist, Terry Goetta, goes out in search of Banksy to make a documentary and then finds Banksy and befriends him and then gets... So attached to Banksy that he tries to become a street artist himself, and then the documentary flips halfway through, and Banksy starts making a documentary about him, and it's wild. Set it, up? It's totally fucked up. It's very funny though. As is well. it set up? No, not set up at all. Okay, really good. Because I had a theory that Banksy is more than one man. No, 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 no. Don't think that's true. <laughs> okay.
1: How's that blown out of the water yep. then? Well, all right. <laughs> Go, I, people, I, I think
0: he's pretty famously known. He's from Bristol and he's, Bristol and he's one man. Okay. Yeah. I just thought, how does he do it? How does no one know who he's he is? He's just a clever bloke, he's isn't he? more than one. Well, and the documentary, you see his, like... Um, Silhouette. His workshop and stuff and, and where he puts a lot of it together. How is he not arrested yet? Cam, you're a copper.
1: Well. We don't know who he is. <laughs> it's, va- it's vandalism, isn't it? Yeah. In, Let's, right, so here's it the thing, It is right? art, but it is turning. vandalism well. it's art and well. vandalism and all that kind of stuff, but here's the thing, right? See, if, if somebody makes a complaint of vandalism to me and it's painting on a wall, and unless it's something like a swastika or you know, a some, ta- some, something really, time really time horrible... Yeah. Pardon? What if I tag my signature? No one knows what my signature Aight, is anyway. So if you're... T- the, scribble. If it's a scribble, to me, that doesn't look good, so I'd be like, yeah, that's not great. But see, if, if you can get a bucket and sponge and wash it off, it's not vandalism because there's no damage, lasting oh, no okay, damage it's and lasting permanent, effects. Yeah. So it's a bit of a grey area. What about uh, this genuine art? Personally, if I took... I mean, that would. it's not as black and white as... Some cops would go and just be like, oh, yeah, because they've done a painting as vandalism. But me, I'd be saying to the person, well, that looks good, it's art, you know. It's, well, take, take Glasgow, for example, because
0: right now there's this weird phase where... A lot of Glasgow School art, of art oh, students and, and whatnot are being commissioned to make street art for the city, and it's brilliant. And you and get murals popping up of Billy Connolly places Ooh, and of Scott, Scott Hutchison. Hutchison. You yeah. get
1: you get these massive big murals on just big gable ends of these old buildings and yeah. The houses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it makes them look brilliant. It completely adds some colour to the city, and, and it's it's massive in Glasgow. Totally. It's not but so much as reached through here. I, I, I think,
0: think people like Banksy helped. Start that because yeah, he, he, I think he turned graffiti into an art form, like a formal art. I think form. it always was. I think no, a just formal made it a art form, more... a recognized art form. I,
1: I'm a, I'm a massive fan of graffiti, and I always have been. To be quite honest, I remember going to Barcelona <laughs> when I was 14, and the, the street art there is fantastic. And yeah. there's huge setups; they've got um scaffolding, and it's not just mm-hmm. two guys. It's, it's a proper.
0: I remember in high school before we were in fifth, sixth year, you had activities week. Remember this?
1: Vaguely, yeah. So when
0: yeah. everyone was on study leave, the rest of the school, because the teachers were busy, yeah, got activities week, and you got to choose an activity to yeah, do. we did that. So I remember, I paintball. I don't know one. how this, yeah, paintball. R.I.P. Robert Pollard's balls. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I I chose graffiti art, and you went into the bike sheds where all the Neds hung out and smoked, and you got to graffiti on the bike shed wall, and I learned how to. Graffiti, that was so sound and of I school. Got, I got to make make up my own tag, and then I got so into it because I have some sort of an obsessive nature about new things that I bought my own paint cans and I wanted to spray paint the side of the house where the bins are. <laughs> <in Ken Ross>. <laughs> <laughs> and Dad was like, "No, negative." And, that's, Absolutely and that's when I I used a projector so that it would be perfect art, uh-huh. and I spray painted the Foo Fighters logo in on my bedroom wall. Do you like the Foo Fighters? Fucking love Didn't cars. realize that. Didn't realize that with the, p- the Behind literal me. portrait of Dave Grohl. Literally looking at Grawl a portrait a of Dave Grohl wearing a French it's a general's it's uniform, like a general <laughs> uniform from the 18th century. It's good. He's looking badass. It's good yeah, it's bad. it's I bought it's him that good. for Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's a good present. A good a present. give myself credit for that. Okay, so that was exit through the gift shop. Good documentary. We kind of went off. We kind of went off on one there. If you want to go off on a tangent, let's go off on tangent. Yeah, tangents are fun. Is that Netflix as well? I'm going to mention these two briefly because these are two r- relatively well-known documentaries. But if you guys haven't watched it, which I'm assuming you haven't because you've not watched any of these. <laughs> well, wow. hit me. First one. You should have watched this. Supersize Me.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's one I have watched. Everyone that.
0: knows that. It's all about McDonald's yeah. and being an old one. Being really silly and eating big McDonald's for a it's whole lot It's the month. reason why every single restaurant has a calorie counter on it now. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Morgan Spurlock.
1: Which is brilliant, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah it means totally. I can go in... You can go to and McDonald's exactly and go, oh, how much of a fat I shouldn't bastard, have that, in. but it tastes good. We live in the so day good.
0: where I'm getting up and going for a run, because everyone's very health conscious now. Fitness. Yep. Which fitness is first. good. I think it's a cool... I like how fitness and health... Well, but this could be another topic, but I like how fitness and health is now cool. But I think it was things like these that this helped start that fitness trend. Because I remember being a kid, and I don't think fitness was... Like, our exposure to fitness in the 90s was Mr. Motivator. Yeah. It was, it was, lycra, <laughs> and I guess, and I guess, PE, o- yeah, over the top crap that no one really fucking paid attention to. I know?
1: think just, in, I think it's the UK. We're just, we're, we're told not to, not, we're not told not to. There's no emphasis on, on sport, really, is yeah. there? There's no, no, there's emphasis on watching sports. Sure, no, definitely. And watch it's almost st- worse than Scotland, where
0: we're not achieving anything. It sport. could almost be, well, th- you it know, could be a weather, climate th- thing. Go to
1: any, well, totally, yeah. I mean, go to Australia. Scotland's everyone horrible. there is. Go to any open space of grass in Scotland, and I guarantee you'll see a council sign saying no ball games. And yeah, what's that yeah, saying to true. kids? Absolutely. What's that saying? Uh didn't they play football here. Didn't he, you know play rugby here or whatever? And it's the, the United yeah. Kingdom, or certainly Scotland. Anyway, yeah, then a problem. Scotland's
0: with, poor for it. And I remember, athletes. I, I remember thinking as a kid as well, like the reason I didn't get one of the biggest reasons I wasn't interested in sport in particular football was because we weren't good at any of it. <laughs> like, like you, just, you weren't you weren't going to achieve sure. anything on the world stage. You weren't going to be performing in the Premiership. If you were, you were in the SPL, and if you didn't support Rangers or Celtic, there was not. You were never going to win anything. Pretty much, pretty and much. it's still yeah. like that today. So, Absolutely. There's no. Although Scotland, Scotland is getting quite a lot of good football players coming through now. Sure, and well, but because I think we're more Andy, health conscious and, and Andy Robertson, what a player! Well, look at look at um, Scotland houses the number one tennis player in the world. Well, one of. Any money, yeah, true, yeah, and we are still the home of golf. We just won the Ryder Cup. We're getting there.
1: We're i think slowly it, but surely getting there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but you've got to look at places like America, or, and the, the yeah. reason they win so many gold medals is because sport is, is everything. Massive. They there. pump yeah. money into
0: it as well. Yeah, you're, ah, oh. you're right. You're right. Speaking of documentaries, <laughs> Cam and I have been watching QB One. Oh, We just finished it. We right. finished it a while ago, yeah. and it quarterback one, pretty yeah. much, yeah. The yeah.
1: first first pick quarterback if of a team. It, it follows the yeah. sort of three of the top quarterback prospects coming at high school in America. High, this is high school, yeah. okay? So, and, um, it's, no, it's just really interesting, and you don't need to know anything about the sport to watch it. It no. is in every sort of American Pie film that you've ever seen, Love or any it. sort of teen movie that you've, that you've ever seen. It just sort of does. But what took me by to surprise—that's that kind of the reality of it.
0: What took me by surprise was. The magnitude of money that has been pumped into high school games. Yeah. This kid was a quarterback for a high school. You see what And happens. it was thousands of people you, yeah. Yeah, watching exactly. their games. Whereas use high school as an example. If we were playing football or rugby in high school, yeah. you got like your dad that's it see, <laughs> see what happens when you, pop, you my know, dad and the dog with a video dad camera and yeah. dad and mac you dug with a video camera yeah. the odd homeless person that didn't have anything to do <laughs> and we shot abuse at the, the wrong team that
1: would pretty much be it that would be, I remember going gonna gonna be
0: down the KGV good. and Ken Ross and just seeing that on like uh, on Saturdays you'd see uh, Ken, like, Ken Ross first 15 against what um Strathallan Strathallan <laughs> no Kirkcaldy it'd be Kirkcaldy and there'd bad. be no one there apart from two dads going Monkenross <laughs> <laughs> Ross.
1: it's 56-0 to Strathallan <laughs> or Kirkcaldy and like,
0: ah, you can still you get, get, get back it. in this Ken Ross. But take take the American example you used there see when you pump money into it and it becomes uh, it becomes a business a business but it's also yeah. a, 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 what, it helps harness the school spirit they have in the US right. But and everyone backs that what's your easier? experience because you Cam played rugby in high school and then when you went to uni, you played American football for the Sterling Clan'smen, And then you went to America to play rugby.
1: Aye, well. All right, big the reason, name on campus. We'll, we'll, not, we'll not get too much into that because I don't want to talk. I'm Cam, I'm an athlete. <laughs> also, yeah, I to, time. I don't want to talk too much against the University of Sterling, but the rugby team at the time was not full of good people, shall we say. Some so might say it was shite. Yes, yeah, so that's, no, not not play-wise, but oh, okay. the, the caliber of the, the people who are playing. Just were to caveat
0: to this, all three of us went to a high school called Ken Ross High School in yeah. a little town in Scotland called Ken Ross, <laughs> which is north of Edinburgh, but south of Perth, and sits in a little town that used to host one of the biggest music festivals in Scotland, but isn't it? the port! Woo! Teen teen the port. the But, um... R.I.P. Largely hasn't got much going for it, Ken Ross. Would yeah. you say that? Is that Absolutely
1: fair? nothing going for it Cool. All. Other than new housing. Yes. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> I, uh, Great content. No, yeah, uh, so I played American football, but no, going studying in America where I played went back to rugby because you know the the standard of American football over there is just ten times yeah. better than, than the from an early yeah, age. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's easier for them to make better athletes and have a better, higher performance of sport when each student is paying a minimum of eleven thousand dollars a year. And that's a minimum. That's for students coming from Wyoming. That's I think anyway. If you're, eleven thousand so uh, dollars a year. Yeah. So that's if you're a if you're a student from Wyoming going to the University of Wyoming, you get a massive discount. So it's between nine and eleven thousand dollars a year. Holy shit! So if you're if you're coming from out of state, somewhere like Georgia on the far east coast, or and you're not like on that, a scholarship, and you're not on a scholarship print like that, then you're paying through the nose. Yeah. So it's Jesus. easier to have the sporting facilities, to have the the high performance. You see, you're s- you're t-
0: starting to see that happen in the UK, in the UK system now. So if you want to be, if it's different in Scotland, but if you're in England and you want to go to university, um, I think on average the average university per term is nine grand now, nine grand a term, and we don't offer similar sponsorships like that through sport. But if universities start tacking onto that whole school, um, school school system where they want to have a giant sports team that helps support school spirit, I don't see why
1: the UK system shouldn't follow suit. I t- see be honest with you and i know this is kind of getting way off topic but i, I we think started this in supersize yeah it's part of british culture to <laughs> yeah. just be discouraging i swear to god it's part of british like if you're self-deprecating if, if a mate comes to you and be like i want to start a business with that it's british part of british culture i go all right it's put you down what's weird <laughs> yeah. like, you know what, what? You, yeah. what are you doing that for you, you
0: want to know how many people i've told about this podcast three because yeah, exactly. i don't want right. to tell anyone about this podcast because people will go it's very scottish of you oh that's a bad idea like i like but i hope you fail i've told everyone that's it that's, yeah. but
1: that's that's the culture
0: i've told everyone about it yeah but you have no shame oh okay thanks but yeah but that's a good thing i know uh okay <laughs> <laughs> moving on moving on next documentary i've got one i really want to end on because i know this will be a good one to end on so i'll do one beforehand where do you guys sit on scientology Really really into Scientology? Tom so, Cruise!
1: So far away from it. <laughs> so far away from I it. Could not, <laughs> I could not be closer to Earth. I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I couldn't be less religious. So bringing in Scientology into the mix, fuck off. As, a relig- as religions go, <laughs> just... I think Scientology exists. Scientology isn't a religion. I think under, under the guise of religion, it means they don't have to pay tax in the US, and that's why they are dubbed a religion. It's or just the... a man who decided, oh, I'm going to make a cult. All right, so there is a documentary on Netflix, right? I don't know if you know it's on Netflix anymore, but it was. It's called Going Clear, um, Scientology and the Prison of Belief. So the synopsis oh goes... The
1: Prison of Belief. Good, That's a good great title, title. Good title.
0: Strong title from the beginning. So the synopsis goes, Alex Gibney interviews former members of the Church of Scientology and reveals abuses and strange practices within the controversial organization. No surprise there. I this. So, I, it's a pretty long one, I think. Unless I it was the Louis Theroux one. But No, no, it's not Louis Theroux. I got really disappointed with Louis Theroux's one, because nothing happens in it. He's just, yeah. Not, like, Louis Theroux, I it's love just Louis Theroux. He's an awkward Theroux. little British man. I love Louis Theroux, but he starts on this investigation of Scientology. It goes nowhere. So, he basically starts his own play, for lack of a better word, with stories of what he's heard from Scientology, and it doesn't work. Whereas this one brings in people from the church who have been ousted interviews them and you find out firsthand from primary sources what happened and it's dark. It's really fucking dark. It's a fucked up system. It's a cult. and I have no idea how it's allowed to exist. Well. (laughs) Money.
1: Um, Well, yeah, on a serious note, money, but America has a history of cults and it's nuts. Jonestown. Jonestown, Charles Manson, those are just some of the most famous ones. Talking back to documentaries, um, me and Matt watched one before you moved in here, Rory. About I can't remember exactly what it was, and I'll not go into it. Is it the Indian but cult again, where everyone wears orange? No, no, no. But oh, was. that's but on there, my list. So, yeah. there's, so there's another one for you, and it does have a history of nutters. Right, just joining, <laughs> yeah. joining and making <laughs> so, cults. I'm just gonna. So, say. You know what I
0: mean? Like that's a good segue onto this one. Do you know what? Do you, do you know that um documentary we're talking about? Yeah, the, the Orange world. People. Do you remember what it was called? No. Yeah, do I'm just looking. At <laughs> I thought I was. Basically, everyone moved to Oregon. God damn it! Some Indian guy left India and moved to Oregon and started a cult of hippies and people. To it be was fair, amazing. That sounds class. I think. Wh- I think <laughs> you oh, just got to do you it. You've not right? seen this. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, Cam You should watch it. It's really good. It's mental, Cam. It's like
1: binge worthy. Oh, I tell you, the one me and Matt watched. It was on uh, Forensic Files. You ever seen that? No brilliant okay and uh it was one of those ones where this they'd started a the cult and they ended up like poisoning people all over this town because Great. of the cult and they thought they were righteous and all that kind of stuff Amazing. which is just it's nuts. nuts but america has a history of that you know a recent history certainly in the 20th century and it's it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny kind of like it's living here funny. don't i
0: <laughs> don't really want to live in america uh they're maybe, all mental maybe
1: in a few years when they all can other down.
0: than my american friends you guys are lovely.
1: oh yeah if any american friends are listening i love you then he should be next time i over because <laughs> i know you's <laughs> have but all got guns
0: <laughs> why can't i find this what was it who called, cares let's move on yeah, no, no, no no this this needs this needs to if if here here's what we can do if you know what jamie's talking about and we can't remember what it is right into the pod tweet jamie at poncho jock or add rory on facebook and bombard him with facebook or yeah do that well you have to i have to accept your requests oh my god why can't remember what i remember being super hungover one day and that was on and my flatmate me sat and watched it and was blown away by how crazy it was like apparently it had the biggest biological um terrorist attack in history where this whole cult Spiked an entire town's salad supply to give them food poisoning, so they wouldn't show up and vote. Maybe that's this is the same documentary you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, the exact that one. one I'm
1: talking about. Yeah, it was. I, it might be a field lens documentary, but we oh, saw it on forensic files. What was files. the town called I oh, can I tell oh, it's you? Up
0: in, up in. Um, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Is it not called Freedom? No, it's not called Freedom. I'm pretty sure every the town is, was every called, day freedom. Is called Freedom, America. I'll tell you America. right now. Everything's about freedom. Capital, capital freedom. Come on now. Come on now. God damn it. The guy was called Osho. Oh, uh, his nickname was Osho, yeah. yeah. Can't remember. Right, I'll go back to my list. Anyway. I'm gonna We're going to wrap this up, because how long are we going for, Rory? We have been going for over 58 minutes. It's almost an hour, so I'm going to end We're a probably big... over an hour, because I forgot the timer. I'm going to do a quick shout-out before I get into my last one to a couple ones I've left that I haven't got time to talk about. 13th. Have you watched 13th? No. It's about the 13th Amendment. Um, a quick synopsis. Filmmaker Eva Duveri explores the history of racial inequality in the United States, focusing on the fact that the nation's prisons are disp- disproportionately filled with American, uh, African-Americans. Um, it was also no- nominated for the best documentary at the Academy Awards. Yeah, just Very jump. good documentary. I've heard
1: that's absolutely fantastic, and it's basically just saying they found a new way to legalize black slavery, which, yeah. is, which would be oh, really, really interesting. Which is, why the incarceration well, it, the prison process mean, in the black, US is Black people so are big. getting imprisoned for possession of cannabis. And uh, over here, if you get caught with a bag of uh, cannabis yeah, we smack on in you, hand. you get a you get a recorded police and which is a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Jesus, so that's it. So it, yeah, that would be that's one to watch for sure. Yeah, so that's a wild one. Add it
0: um, to the list. If we had more time, I would spend more time talking about it. But I want to. I end... see what you've got here. The defiant ones. I want to end. On what the a documentary! Ones. Have you watched it? Oh my god, have you it's amazing. The defiant ones. No. Oh my right. The I'm... defiant ones made me re-download on Apple Music. Dr. Dre's 2001. What a guy, Dr. Dre. What an album. I friggin' love Dr. Dre now But like, because of this it, documentary. It's not so much This the story of the two of them. So Dr. Dre, I'm going to read the synopsis, but yep. Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine, his, Jimmy Iovine's life is unbelievable. It's crazy. Like, all right, okay, I'll, read, I'll read the synopsis. If you haven't watched The Defiant Ones, it's on Netflix right now. It was originally an HBO documentary series. It's four episodes, an hour each. The music, obviously, is brilliant because it's all about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. This is the synopsis. The Defiant Ones tells the unbreakable bond of trust and friendship between music legends Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre, two street-smart men from different worlds who together defined, uh, defied traditional wisdom and transformed contemporary culture in the process. Filmed over uh, a three-year period by director Alan Hughes, the four-part documentary traces the rise of two tough kids, Iovine, the son of a Brooklyn long- longshoreman, Dr. Dre straight out of the streets of Compton, you Straight out of Compton. Compton California
1: actually being the compton so
0: just uh to an unconventional (laughs) business until their paths crossed in the late 1980s leading to an unlikely duo brokering one of the biggest deals in music history beats headphones cool so this whole documentary cam is about dre and iveen coming together as business partners to create the beats headphones and being the first people in hip-hop history to be billionaires Uh yes they made three point $5 in, $5 billion Yeah, million. in addition to this, um, frank interviews uh, throughout the documentary are featured through Ivine and Dr. Ray's, um friendships, including music icons such as Bono, David Geffen, Eminem, Ice Cube, Gwen Stefani, John Lando, Tom Petty, Snoop Dogg, Bruce Springsteen. All all interviewed throughout this documentary. Yep. And you also discover Jamie Ivine used to shag Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks! Everybody shagged everybody What a dude, though, wasn't it? Oh, Sam? 70s, 80s. Steve, yeah. this is what I found about Jimmy Ivey and he has been involved in one of my in most of my favorite records that have been ever he made he recorded Born to Run he did Born to Run he did his first ever job as a producer or sound engineer was John Lennon's yep, John solo Lennon's, record yeah. after the Beatles wow. or in between the Beatles I don't yeah, know if they were. Yeah. he needed someone <laughs> to go for him because he had such an aggressive the guy got mono-brow. so lucky but also he worked so bloody hard oh yeah he was cool and he did Born to Run He then got a name for himself because Born to Run, is Born to Run, and then he moved to California from New York. Yeah. And then made and then met Stevie Nicks. Met Stevie Nicks, recorded Stevie Nicks tracks. At the same time, he was trying to make an album with Tom Petty and was flagging Tom Petty off, wasn't he? And And Stevie Nicks actually took one of Tom Petty's songs because Jimmy Iovine said. Oh Tom, this doesn't work in your album. You should give see, it to Stevie. All the while this is happening, you see a completely different story happening from Dr yeah. Dre's side. who's working out from up, the street, growing up in Compton. His mom bought him a tape deck, and he starts hustling on the streets, recording mixes for folk. And that's the first time he made yep. he started making he money. He does like high school parties. He DJs at high school parties and stuff. But yeah. the story of NWA is fascinating as well. Like they were all self-made. Yeah, came out of nothing. It's such a cool documentary. And then all of a sudden, the, the two paths collide. Yeah. When I think Jimmy invests in a, a production company and Dre gets represented by him. Is Dre leaves. Dre creates his own record label because he. That's because what it is. Of what? Dre creates yeah. his own record label. Um, and it's the same record label that owns Tupac. And the whole Tupac getting murdered scandals happens throughout this. Yeah. Because what's the big guy that's in it who's with Tupac. It's what, what's the... the the guy that also no, killed? no not biggie it's uh EZE. he's the guy that owned the production company the and guy that also like... killed easy what was it called dead what, aids yeah no the guy that gave him aids what was supposedly. it right it's got like it's like electric chair Productions or something or <laughs> it's dead end productions it's got an electric yeah. chair as their logo the guy that owns that is involved in the two-pack scandal and he's still in jail i think um and he's, ha- he's on record in a documentary yeah and he's like oh it's super easy to give someone aids you can like you can prick them with a needle and they won't even know about it yeah it's dark and you're like oh fuck like he gave these oh, no. aids that's dark oh, no he's getting away with it anyway Obviously not. anyway it's, great documentary it's frightening and dr D- you find out why dr Dre took like a hiatus out of of music for a while yeah um, the, he's all a the, genius while the documentary is being made the film Straight Out of Compton's being filmed and you're behind the scenes for that and Dr. Dre's is watching that being made yeah. all the while Jimmy Iovine and him are reveling in the billions of dollars they just made from selling beats to Apple yeah. and that's how it starts you see the, the, the deal go through and how the deal came to be in the first place awesome documentary great documentary and like the opening credits did you know the opening credits for the documentary is the theme tune to The Untouchables the movie The Untouchables with Sean Connery about Al Capone the Untouchables oh the one with Kevin Costner Kevin Costner and Robert De Niro as Capone you know who I always get Kevin Costner mixed up with Nick Cage why how (laughs) I don't know two very different actors (laughs) I know one can
1: act the other can
0: (laughs) (laughs) or can he one had his face off the other one danced with wolves I'm a cat I'm a cat I'm I'm a a sexy sexy cat cat. (laughs) (laughs) I love Nick Cage Oh. To be fair,
1: and I know this is way off topic. Can we do a can we do but, a topic
0: um, on Nick Cage sometime?
1: We uh, me and Rory, and I'd never seen the National Treasures before, but me and Rory watched <laughs> both National Treasures a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. Oh my god! And I was. Lit. Those films I are love, amazing. I love National Tragedy. They are class. We need to steal the Declaration of Independence. And he did that. He did that though. It. He did that. He did it in a logical way. It. He did that. He stole it. And I can't remember what happened in the second one. Arguably something about his but no, Arguably, I think the second nonsense. one's better. Because then, then you get
0: the, Did not kill President. The Black Rider. The Black Rider from West Rock comes into it and he plays a big bad. The and black he's a great Ed, actor. Ed Ed Harris. Ed Harris, Ed Harris. Ed Harris is a big bad guy. It, oh no! What it is is, um, his great 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 granddaddy was yep. uh, John Wilkes Booth, who, ke- who shot Abraham Lincoln. True. Good films. What a legacy? So, yep. so great you, films, you, not a, so not a documentary. When you were watching National but... Treasure, did you think <laughs> Kevin Costner was the lead character? No. <laughs> but every time I think of Kevin Costner, like when you said Unbreakable, Untouchables, I uh-huh. went, "Oh, with," and I had to stop myself and say, "It's not Nick Cage. It's Kevin Costner. Yeah, it's Kevin it's Kevin Robin Kevin Hood." Yes, Robin Hood, Prince and Tights, Prince of Thieves, Prince of Thieves, Men and Tights is the Mel Brooks movie. Mel Brooks, good film. Mm. Kevin Costner is the Waterworld man. He was Waterworld. You know Waterworld, famous one of the terrible movies. I loved,
1: I loved <laughs> Nick Cage in uh, Dances with Wolves. He was great.
0: Oh, me too. <laughs> Fuck, off. it was really good. <laughs> Nick Cage plays a very good Batman's dad. No, Superman's dad. Sorry, a Man of Steel. Yes, yes, I know <laughs> who they are now. You know, Batman let him die in the Tornado. And then Nick Cage just floated away. Yep. You're not enjoying that. Are you? <laughs> Let's move on from this. All right, joke. documentaries. <laughs> Any documentaries I missed out that you guys want to shout out before we end this?
1: Spinal Tap.
0: Oh, what a documentary. I think Is that not the first ever documentary?
1: There's, there's a potential That's a for that, one. but it is brilliant. Spinal it is brilliant. Tap. It is brilliant. <laughs> that
0: so good. Uh, uh, off the top of my head, no. I think we've cleared oh, all the ones that one, I really enjoyed. One that
1: is meant to be good. That only only watched the first couple of episodes, but I never got in. Uh, I couldn't get into it because I. Anyway, does my um I can't. Remember, is it the staircase? It's the one about oh, staircase. Yeah. The, uh...
0: Again, in the same wake of making the murder, it's about this guy has. He's an author. He's like a, a university lecturer and author, and he's maybe in his thirties or forties at the time. Yeah. And he's on his second marriage, and he's at home one night, and his wife falls down the stairs and bleeds out. Oh, I've seen this. Falls out the stairs. And I've watched it yeah, quite yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. a really good documentary. But
1: there's, a, there's that sort of... They only TV, show one TV side. TV f- that gives you at the end that could potentially... Incriminate him. Well, it could be... Because yeah, he's like a super him, rich guy. But it could right. ex- completely exonerate Yeah. Because well, he gets right. put
0: away for it. Like, they basically frame him for something. No way did she fall down the stairs. Yeah. He pushed her. Uh, there's absolutely zero evidence other than like the blood spatter, really. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that his ex-wife... And how no, long no, it took ex, to phone the police? His neighbor right? in Germany? I can't remember. So he used to live in Germany, and someone, a, a woman, who, I think it was a neighbor, died the exact same way as, as his wife did 20 years apart. Oh, yeah coincidence oh, it's dang. also got one of the best scenes but it comes out that <laughs> an accusation it comes out that this guy is also a closet homosexual and like strolls the internet for like gay porn and, and gay hookups nothing and wrong with that during the court scenes they bring in a, a, a male <laughs> prostitute who he's always been in contact with and uh, he's getting cross examined by the prosecution and they're like "Um, would you please introduce us uh, to who you are and what your occupation is and he's like hi my name is whoever I'm, I'm a male prostitute and, uh, can you name some of the clients that you've, you've serviced? He's like, Yeah, a couple of cops, maybe a judge. And the judge in the courtroom is like, Not this judge. And the whole court cracks up, and everyone's like, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> gay joke, gay joke. Oh, back, back to it, back to it. Dukes. This is a murder inquiry.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody go, is go, go dead. We're here. Oh, yeah.
0: Anyway, that'll do it. We'll need to, that'll, that'll do for the topic. You want to cut this in half, are you? I w- well, done. from. I want to keep... Yeah, I'm keeping track of people have been saying that it's too long, so... All right, we're tapping this. What, what's the time, Marie? We're just over one an hour, hour and time. ten. Right, before we go off, do you, want to, do you want to comment on anything you've been watching recently? Anything you should be recommending? Uh, sticking to documentaries, mm-hmm. I recommend Cam and I, maybe not season three, but season one and two of Last Chance U, which is another American football documentary about... Stru- like <laughs> These ones are a little bit kids, older. Kids who are... <laughs> with really bad backgrounds they maybe have have been accepted into a university that's really good but they're not very bright they don't put 100 percent into their studies Mm -hmm. so they've Mm -hmm. they've been kicked out or they've dropped out a lot of
1: it comes from behavioral issues from the the players themselves and they they basically get told by the college so they'll they'll go to big schools like university of florida or something like that and uh, they'll not be performing well and they'll be totally sucked into you know if they go to the University of Miami or something like that, they'll be totally yeah. sucked in that party lifestyle. Yeah. And they, the sports program will just turn around and say to them, "Go nope. to this community college for a year, learn how to be a man, learn how to be no. an no. athlete, learn how to be a proper person." Because they're horrible people. Well, I but mean, at the same they, time, they're just they're yeah. They're upbringing. Ha, they've they had horrible them. upbringings. Yeah. Most I mean the, 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 the kind of stuff that they tell you about in the documentaries, they've had really really rough upbringings, and it's not through no fault of their own. So they're just victims of, of what they've been going through and uh, they get sent to this community college for a year, and then they've got to come back to uh, to whatever university at the end of the year. And it's a brilliant documentary, really, really interesting. Is it a, a series,
0: see? or is it uh, a movie? Yeah, it's, it's series, two ones. It's two seasons, yeah.
1: But there's only six episodes, maybe, 40 episodes, okay. uh, 40, 40 minutes. I'll check really. it out,
0: because um, you guys have had pretty good recommendations. Last week, we were here, and you recommended Big Mouth. Big Mouth. I was, I was, that was uh, like season right two just that, dropped right today. Anyway. Uh, well, I've, I've not started that. I've started watching season one, and... Oh my god, it's funny. Like <laughs> it I mean, funny. it's 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 filling the void that Rick and Morty have left for me. Ah, it's, right now. it's very Rick and Morty-ish, yeah. isn't it? Just adult nuts. animation. I'm on, I think I'm on season episode seven of the first season. Very funny. That and I finished God of War. We had that chat earlier on. Oh yeah, one of, the, one of the best games I've ever played. The best game of recommended year for me so far. 100%. A big, big, big story. I uh, don't want to give anything away unless people are still the nine Go, people who subscribed to this. Going are back playing to that, it.
1: like what we were talking about the the harry potter um it makes me sad that less and less is less and less is going into games that are all about story story driven world and rpg and it's all the first person game it's all targeted at 12 year old um, fortnite players fortnite players (laughs) and and COD loot and boxes and all that kind of stuff and that just, like micro transactions oh, totally. and it just, it's just sad you know because we grew up on crash bandicoot we'd sit there yeah i mean not, obviously you no might have grown up that, as a playstation kid arcade. we but grew up with zelda we grew up with zelda. Mario. Like, we,
0: I, you i think you and i really grew up with a lot of very story driven games yeah and I, I went off to do english at uni and i think stories are really important and that's what i engage that's why this whole podcast is based on we're well, basically popular media we, we talk films tv shows and probably video games and pop culture stuff that has yep. a good story to it. And, and I guess most of the games that we've talked about so far have been about story. Video video story games based. are one okay. of the ultimate yeah. expressions of, of of how to tell a story. You are interacting and playing with the story. It's it's more of it should happen. Yeah, better. Uncharted is a very good example of how how you oh, how to do it. Uncharted properly. is
1: amazing. Don't get me started on Uncharted. I love it. <laughs> It's brilliant. Oh, we should more, have you on more again. More of it. The
0: <laughs> new Spider-Man's great. God of War is unbelievable. Yeah, like it has no right to be as good as it is because it came <laughs> off came off the back of three pretty okay beat em up games.
1: I never, played I never this played.
0: This was the first God of War I ever played. Ah, uh, it's well, same. I, like I've watched, I watched. I don't pals, want to go back. I don't I've want to pals go and play, do the remasters. I have watched pals play the other ones, and I thought, I thought to myself, I get it, but not in, not really in for me. I need the story behind it. Yeah. And I've always been massively into the Batman games, and oh. I mean, they've always been very story-driven stuff. And then I was so gobsmacked with how good this one, this one was. If you haven't played very it good. and you like, you have a PlayStation, don't be a fool. Go on and
1: get Genu- it. Like je- I never plug games on on folk, but God, I war. do it. Amazing.
0: Other than that, I don't think I've been watching much else. Nope. You done? Yep. That'll do it. Okay, You plug yourself, how, Rory? How cool. do you get in contact with you? So. You can get me on Twitter and or Instagram at Rory Kidd, R-U-A-R-I-D-H-K-I-D-D. I'm on Instagram at Jamie underscore the underscore kid, Jamie the kid. And my Twitter handle's uh, at Poncho Jock. Um, Cam.
1: Uh, don't get in contact with me because I
0: won't reply. You're on Twitter. Cool. Though, you're on, not Twitter. You're on Tinder though, yeah? Yeah, hey, I'm on Tinder. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Swiping, swiping right. Swiping right. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Quick plug: um, next week it might be very different. Rory's on holiday, so I I'm be... I'm away to Spain on Sunday. So I'm giving Jamie all the equipment to record a pod, and with my friend, he I... will record one with his friend. Whether or not it sounds as good as it does right now, I'm going to be recording it with a really special friend It'll of mine who I love dearly and who he probably reciprocates with mm, a lot of hate and sarcasm. <laughs> I'll. I'm, a, I'm sad I'll miss it but I'll also be in the sun surfing he'll be, he'll be back he'll be so. back to do a, a big on a ensemble one of like this um, I like yeah. the three way this this gave a good
1: dynamic yeah I've enjoyed being here uh, yeah. I had a lot of plans to you do sceptical. tonight sceptical and I've done absolutely zero of them because I was enjoying the conversation okay. so thanks very much for having me tonight future menage thanks plans. for coming. thanks for being a part of it it's well good. I do live here so it's my house so <laughs> Yeah, you kind have have of yeah. have to be here yeah
0: okay boys until then stay classy everybody goodbye bye bye